Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. So today, um, Parliament resumes. The headline in the standard today is that uh, MPs are under Sieke. Mm. <laughs> uh, whatever that means. <laughs> and if they're under siege, they're resuming because the top on the agenda will be finance bill and discussion around next year's budget. But there's also a march against the finance bill 2023. It's called Sita Sita March Against Finance Bill 2023. Kenyans to carry flags and whistles. Meeting point at Jivanji Gardens at 8 a.m. on the sixth day of June 2023. One of those organizers of this particular march is Mwalimu Mutemi Wakema. He is the community organizer for Kongamano Lama Pinduzi. He's in the studio. Good morning, Mwalimu. Uh, good morning, Eric. Good morning, Doon. Good morning, City. Welcome morning. again to Kenya's biggest conversation. Shukran. Karibu sana. Glad to be here. You've said today is Sita Sita and Hakuna Kusita Sita. <laughs> I am not one of the organizers, mm. but I'm a participant. Mm. Um, the the protest today is organized by, among others, the Social Justice Movement, yes. uh, Kenya Human Rights Commission, Namashika mm. Zinginezo. Leo tumesema hakuna kusita sita City has the day's proverb Yes our proverbs for the whole of this week Are from the country of Malawi A deer Tethered with a golden Chain can escape To the forest to eat Grass A deer tethered with a golden Chain can escape to the forest To eat grass well, Tell me what do you make of this proverb Wow, that's a that's a that's a hard one. Is it an African proverb? It's Malawian. Malawian proverb. Um, I think the tether. Um, I don't know something to do with gold being very soft mm. uh, that it cannot hold back. Um, it's it's a it's a it's um it's an imaginary tether. Um, mm. or, or even if it exists, it's meant to create an illusion of being tethered. Mm because uh, gold is very soft and malleable so it cannot really hold back a deer that wants to escape mm -hmm. i think that's that's my take that's your take on it yeah it's never wrong no it isn't mm. yeah it isn't and you're right mm. on every account thank yes. you ah yeah so tell us about this uh, sita sita march um Remember the last conversation we had mm. when I was here? Uh, we were talking about how the Kenyan economy does not work for Kenyans mm. and how it's just a continuation of the colonial extractive state. Mm. And basically, there's nothing that illustrates this. I think I was here about two months ago. There's nothing that illustrates this and the conversation we've had uh, around the finance bill, um, which basically uh, is... There's a process for budgeting, um, and this bill kind of ignores uh, the last several months of uh, public participation and conversations mm -hmm. around um, uh, the proposals by the Kenya Kwanzaa regime. And basically what you're seeing, the intimidation that you're seeing, uh, the headline on the standard today, 
uh, MPs are in a siege is that a lot of the siege is not actually from citizens because um, they're supposed to be representing us. Mm. The siege is actually from the executive. Uh, we've just seen the intimidation from the deputy president, the intimidation from the president, um, you know, instructions that we will watch how you vote. I don't know how they'll do that because uh, parliament voting is supposed to be uh, secret ballot mm. um, and uh, MPs are supposed to vote on their using their conscience. Mm. Uh, how um, I don't know whether they'll put a camera near the box and ask everybody, uh, let's see how you're voting. But it's very worrying. Um, it's very worrying and basically we are regressing. We are going back to you know the one-man show uh, the dictatorship and part of the reason why there are protests today is the fact that the people are not being listened to mm. um, and by the people I mean od ordinary Kenyans professionals employers I look at the the finance bill uh, we're not even talking about what it should cost employers to for example uh, the standard group here the number, I don't know how many empl empl employees the standard group has mm. that it has to pay three percent for each of those people that's an extra hit on its um you know bottom line in a very um intimidating economic uh, period when everything is going down if in fact anybody who's employing people right now in kenya who's not government uh, are going through a lot i, I wonder if anybody is making a profit mm. are we looking at the, the the effect of that on the economy if you talk about pay slips it's people who you know, in Kenya, we are, we are, we are, we are very socialists, uh, despite us calling ourselves capitalists. Anybody mm. who has a payslip, especially those who work for government, mm. a policeman, uh, a soldier, uh, a civil servant, a mm. teacher, the entire community depends on them. Yeah. They hit onto that uh, payslip. Um, I think the Senate did a, a calculation if you're earning 50,000, which is the average wage of uh, most graduates in this country, mm. the so-called middle class. Um, after taxation, you'll take home less than 20, 25,000 shillings. That is before you spend money on anything. Mm. That's why you're going to the streets. Mm. So what do you want at the end of the day today? We want a government that listens to the people. All economic experts that have been interviewed, apart from uh, the Kenya Kwanzaa parrots, uh, have said this is not advisable. Uh, even even uh, General Miguna Miguna, uh, who was who, who was very uh, supportive of this government and it was coming in, has asked the president to withdraw this finance or to revise the finance bill He's and also remove an these expert. punitive uh, <coughs> punitive uh, taxes. So what do you want? So uh, you want a government that listens. All right. In the last three or so weeks, the Finance Committee of the National Assembly has been listening, has been inviting people to speak to it, has been receiving memoranda. Have you sent your memorandum to the Finance Committee? We have. We have sent memoranda. Mm -hmm. um, various organizations that um, I partner with, including Okwa Uchumi. Um, these are, these are, there's actually a, a petition, an online petition that I developed um, that is going around, Kenyans are signing, mm -hmm. is on change.org, but also those submissions have been done to parliament. What is intimidating is the fact that um, just this weekend, the deputy president said, it doesn't matter what you, what you protest or they send those memoranda or whatever you do, Ishapita. Okay. If we're coming off that last statement that you said, Mutemi, um, if we're saying, I mean, because it's, look, it's, it's a bit of a difficult conversation to have, isn't it? Um, uh, if, 
for all intents and purposes, this is a fait accompli. From all that we've heard. And now we are saying, we want you to listen to us as government. For who, who is the audience here? Who is the one who then would listen and do something about it? If we've already been told, not once, not twice, by the deputy president, by the president, and said, look, this thing is going to go through. It's going to go through. Who are we hoping will listen that would then bring about change? Because I do believe strongly that activism, even as we are, even as we act, even as we speak out, even as we continually um, lobby for or against things, there is an audience then that is influenced to answer in one way or another. Uh, in this particular case, um, our, our, our audience is uh, Parliament because now the bill is before Parliament. Mm. It has not become law yet. Mm. It has not become an act of Parliament. Uh, and we are telling our MPs um, that if you don't listen to us, uh, I think there's evidence enough in the last few weeks mm -hmm. that Kenyans are totally engaged on this issue, yes, on this matter. Mm. In fact, we've seen some MPs actually changing their position from where they were a few weeks ago to where they are today, mm. um, and standing with the people. We've seen MPs going back uh, to the ground to consult. Mm. Um, but but what, what has been most interesting is um, is the reaction of uh, some of the social media platforms, um, uh, and especially from Rift Valley, uh, the the um, you know where where the president comes from. Uh, it's been surprising to see a lot of resistance on TikTok coming from, from the Rift Valley. And you're saying uh, the MPs need to listen. Uh, and if they don't uh, listen, I think, apart from uh, the fact that uh, I think this time Kenyans will not return them, um, they are, uh, what you're doing, for example, the protests that you're organizing uh, will build up towards probably a referendum to, to do away with parliament. <laughs> Uh, because <laughs> you just repeat that again. Yes, I refer them to do it with Parliament. Um, if you if you look at it um, uh, uh, structurally, Parliament serves no purpose uh, in terms of the the constitution. Uh, 2010. Mm. It was actually just kept there to pass the constitution because they could not do away with it. But if you look at uh, our administrative structures, the National Assembly serves absolutely no purpose. In fact, what it has become now is just a rubber stamp of the executive. Uh, and it keeps passing laws that are anti-people. Uh, so there are, there are quite serious discussions going on around Kupunguza the Mzigo. Um, that, uh, that that Kenyans, the burden of Kenyans with 349 uh, members of parliament uh, to look at that structure because the devolution said let's take power to the people, let's devolve power um, and, and the units of devolution are the county government, the wards and the village councils. What is parliament supposed to do? What is it, what is it for? Anyway, or rather parliament, by, by the parliament I mean the national assembly. Okay. What purpose does this serve for, mm. apart from uh, just passing anti-people laws? So, uh, there's a lot that you're saying, and let's <coughs> let's unpack it, okay? Number one, focusing on the finance bill. Yes, there has been a lot of conversation around the country on the finance bill. Some debates, discussions on the contents of the finance bill. Um, some engagement at various levels but as civil society organizations and you play in the civil society space do you feel the civil society has actually taken the job of having explainers with the public that this is what 
basically just conducting civic education this is the content of the finance bill and letting the people to talk today's demonstrations are being organized by among others the social justice networks have the social justice networks actually held meetings at community level to discuss the finance bill in detail not just coming and saying atutaki housing fund but just going in detail these are the areas that the finance bill is harmful to us and these are the areas that we don't have a problem with because i mean you can't have a problem with 100 percent of the finance bill uh, the, co the conversations are, have happened. Actually, they are, they are still ongoing. Just yesterday um, in Madare, uh, Senator Omtata and uh, part of the Civil Society Social Justice Working Group and some NGOs um, were, were uh, hosted by citizens and they had those conversations. But even beyond that is that uh, where we are today, um, Kenyans know these things. They understand these things. Um, Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm so surprised by the pushback that has come from what are called ordinary Kenyans, although I don't believe they are ordinary and extraordinary Kenyans, <laughs> I think all Kenyans should be the same. Mm. Um, the, the pushback shows that Kenyans understand uh, the issues. Uh, but also, if you look at uh, the, the, the petition, that the online petition, the, those issues are listed. If you look at um the, the 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 graphics that are being shared on social media mm. the the contentious issues are uh, you know have been listed mm. you know tax on baby formula tax on insurance benefit i heard you discussing uh, issues of uh, during the kibaki government um the, the, uh, you know um taxation on harambe mm. um you know the difference between now and then is actually, uh, and we've been quoting Singapore a lot. Mm. Actually, the difference between now and then mm. is that in uh, in, in the 70s, when Kibaku was the minister for finance and or planning, um, Kenya, you know, Singapore is built was built on what we call meritocracy, pragmatism, and honesty, and that is what we lack. In fact, if you look at during the Kibaki's uh, reign as president, Kenyans paid tax taxes willingly. Because we had a, an honest government, we were told Kulipa and we reduced corruption uh, initially. Mm. Uh, towards the end, of course, we went back to, to default settings. Mm. And Kenyans were willing to pay because they could see what the resources were being used for. Um, if you're taxing uh, people um, Harambe, and they can see what the taxes are, are, are going to do, people mm. will pay. Kenyans have always, you know, be... For people have always been Kenyans have always been very low abiding, uh, wanting to support government. But unfortunately, the regime we have is not honest. Uh, it is not meritocratic, um, and it's not prag prag pragmatic. Uh, if you look, I mean, how do you add sixteen? I mean, eight percent to fuel mm. when you're going to double almost everything, the cost mm. of everything? Mm. How is that being pragmatic? And you're quoting Singapore. Mm. Are there parts of this finance bill that you are okay with? Uh, very few. Um, there are very few. There's, there's an attempt to expand uh, taxation beyond uh, the current um, the, the, the current payslip. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, people who are payslips. But this is uh, being done in a way that um, you're, you're, you're putting punitive um taxes uh, you you're actually putting the burden even on the people with best slips who've been dutifully paying paying taxes and mm. this is part of the things you're saying we need to discuss and experts experts have given you know uh, tax experts have given mm. opinions on how this can be done more effectively mm. um 
don't squeeze the ones who are already totally squeezed spread uh, spread this to other sectors mm. uh, but also don't and even D uh, my friend and someone who I've always respected mm. um, I can't believe the iteration I'm seeing because uh, he spoke a lot to all these man of transitions that are being proposed when he was not in government mm. and he gave yeah, adequate reasons they don't want to go into them they are they are actually available online in his articles that he's written uh, in the nation and and other 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 spaces mm. this is not the way to expand the cake uh, to, to 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 the the piece of the ugali let's say we were talking about ugali earlier on mm. this is not how to cook the ugali and make sure that everybody uh, by squeezing those who are already overly burdened mm. you know do you think <clears throat> that there will because people will lobby today people will be out in the streets do you think that the resultant effect of this will actually bring about the attention onto action that we seek do the the challenge you have actually if you, uh, the elephant in the room is dead and this debt uh, that civil society has spoken about, mm. um, I think as early as 2014, I wrote to the controller of debt at that time, um, asking, "Can we? Could we see the debt register?" Yeah. Um, and 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 there was no reply mm. because we could see in 20. That's nine years ago. We could see where we we're headed, um, and that and that's the borrowing. That has happened in the last regime, of which the current, you know, um, president was the deputy president, which he justified. The Gashagua uh, deputy president also justified mm. went to defend on TV and radio. Kimani uh, Shunga, the majority leader, was in charge of uh, the public. Is it public accounts committee? Mm. Uh, budget. Budget. Mm. He defended all that spending. He, in fact, he was in charge of expanding the borrowing, mm. uh, removing debt limits. Uh, so that is the elephant in the room. And that is what is being obfuscated by all these other, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the fact is that the IMF has told the government of Kenya, if you want to borrow, I heard you talking about borrowing earlier on, you need to guarantee us that you can raise revenues. Mm. Yes. But we also know that, um, according to the government itself, we lose 700 billion every year. And we say that so casually as if it's two shillings. <laughs> two shillings. You know what a billion is? I heard you talk about uh, 2,000 shillings, uh, Rafa, it's uh, Sarit. Eric, if you got a billion shillings today, or city, and you spent 10,000 shillings every day, Malize. Mm. Every day you spend 10,000 shillings. It will take you 273 years to finish 1 billion shillings. Uh, Sorry? 273 years. Spending 10,000 a day. 10,000 a day. If you spent 100,000 a day, it will take you 27 years to finish 1 billion shillings. So we, we throw around these figures as if they are, they are nothing. Yet we are talking about losing 700 billion. Thicker road costs 20 something up to let's say around roughly 27 billion around 30 million That's 30. 30. so 300 billion can build you 10th thicker roads 700 billion can build you 20 thicker roads every year that is every year so if you, if you look at uh, when the road was built say, since then 
every road in Kenya including in my village in Kenyaga would be a joke mm. if we spent that money prudently <laughs> so it's not that we don't have the money we are, we are expanding the, the tax base spending. It just we need to you know spend the money prudently um Oko said you know um the intimidation that we are seeing in parliament the under siege she said um uh, and i'm paraphrasing uh, you have a parliament of uh, wash wash um, and 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 you now you're going after ngos mm-hmm. uh, the, you know it's intimidation actually mm-hmm. uh, going after ngos uh, according to those headlines uh, and you and you rightly talked about the pbo act that has uh, that was signed into law in 2013 by mike Ebake. um the then government refused to implement the pbo act mm-hmm. Um, and that's after years of contestation for it to be passed, including the government agreeing to it and being signed into law by Mike Bakke. And then the NGO board uh, refused, because the NGO board wanted to continue in the new authority that was proposed uh, uh, by, by, by the Act, mm. then refused to, you know, to operationalize, to work with the minister to operationalize the law. And, that, and, and NGOs went to court to ask for the law to be implemented not for it not to be implemented mm. you know the, the impression is that it's ngos that it's don't want NGOs accountability that are fighting. no they went and they want it implemented and since 2013 there have been several judgments by courts on that, on that. and what has government been doing it has been that it was in the in the um, devolution ministry yeah now it was moved the statement you read is by the manager of the interior mm. after the courts ruled they moved the department to the ministry of the interior to defeat the law so for that for 10 years since 2013 the government has been playing hide and seek with the courts on the same law that they're saying ngos are not being accountable that's a kind of uh, you know that's a kind of shenanigans that we are saying <laughs> that's how you're going to the streets mm. implement the law then you tell us hold us to account to that law that that was signed into law by Mike Bake. Mm. this is kenya's biggest conversation with mutemi wakema who's a community organizer with kongamano lama Pinduzi. he's one of those that uh, will be participating in today's street march sita sita march against finance bill 2023 they are kongamanaing at uh, Jivanji Gardens at 8 a.m. to have this march and to protest against the finance bill. So what we want to understand is, so what exactly do you want to see at, at the end of this day? So yeah, you have marched, you're holding the placards, and then at the end of the day you go home. And then just like Rigiji told us, this thing becomes <laughs> law. So then what? What's the point? So what, what is the plan? The plan is to march around the streets of Nairobi. Are you going to Parliament? Are you going to the Finance Ministry? Are you going to set out what? Where will you be so going? Usually, the, what's the message? Um, uh, the 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 route is uh, from Jivanji to um, um, Treasury, and then to Parliament, uh, and we present petitions. Um, part of the petitions is what it's, it's mostly symbolic because. Uh, procedurally, uh, these these um, the, the submissions from civil society organisations have already been uh, submitted to the uh, to the parliamentary committee. Just to make sure that we are li- Kenyans are aware mm-hmm. um, and the MPs are aware that um, we are following up. We're not just submitting uh, these and, and and sitting in the you know in the in the the sidelines mm. as the debate ranges. Um, you know, Eric. If you look at um, the last three years, uh, we've had a drought in the northern in, in, the, in northern Kenya. Um, we it hasn't rained. 
then when you trained um a lot of you know a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, livestock passed on died mm. uh, and then we trained a lot of them also died the ones that had remained because uh, uh, the water the floods and that kind of thing but the worst thing is that we do not plan for these things and this has been happening um since independence now we have el nino on the way we already know the meteorological department has uh, has predicted not just the local one that some people don't trust but even the global one mm-hmm. that information is available what are we doing uh um you know for that water to in planning for that water that is expected to be surplus since the kibaka regime um we've allocated billions i think hundreds of billions uh, towards uh, dams uh, you know of pans etc etc ways to retain water so that mm. you mitigate um uh, effects of drought mm. these are the kind of things you expect to be talking about our mps to be questioning where did that money go mm. because you don't have the dumps you don't mm-hmm. have the pans and you spent hundreds of billions uh towards that instead of squeezing kenyans even more when people can barely put food on the table in fact mm. i'm wondering with the current uh, cost of uh, you know a packet of unga or sugar how some people are even being able to go to work mm. um so we are saying we need this conversation to be had and we also need to debate um this colonial extractive state whether we still want to be part of it um because taxation uh, without representation mm. then what does that mean mm. it doesn't serve us But then there's a lot of talk Mutemi and that's mm-hmm. why I'm I keep asking this question. Mm-hmm. This we talk, we talk all the time. I mean there's been public discussion about this finance bill. People have gone yourselves included. You have gone before parliament, you have presented your petition. They listened to various interest groups who came and presented and parliamentary committee did what it was supposed to do. It has listened to people, it asked questions, it engaged. The report is going to parliament. It'll comprise all those things you know it'll be having all those inputs and their considered view on all those inputs we follow due process so why do we need to keep talking if this bill passes it as, as it is first of all it's going to hit not just the ordinary initially it's going to hit the employers so people are already talking about rationalizing uh, jobs um firing some people basically they're going to fire people mm. so even the the current taxpayers um will are going to reduce mm. it's not going to spur economic growth according to a lot of experts who have analyzed this bill so what are we saying um as you've said in, enough enough of the talk uh, that's why kongamano mapinduzi uh we're in the process of uh, mobilizing and organizing for a referendum which you're calling the Punda Amechoka referendum. I've heard Baba the other day talking about Punda Amechoka. That's uh, we've not consulted or he's not consulted us, but we have a referendum uh, that you're organizing um, called Punda Amechoka. And uh, one, one I, I hope I can come back and discuss that in depth. But basically what it is about is uh, reducing the number of MPs at the national level um from the current ones uh, collapsing the, the the two houses into one mm-hmm. so that we have one national assembly and a true national assembly doing away with the current constituencies as they exist uh and having the county become the constituency <laughs> so that we elect four MPs per mm-hmm. county just the way we elect the woman MP yeah. today mm-hmm. each county gives us one man one woman 
uh, one young person and one special interest mm -hmm. so that we actually have gender 50 50 uh, and then we reduce the number of mps 47 times 4 is 188 we will use your kabisa. yeah but we also have uh because we are now have county mps sent to the national assembly to represent kenyans and their counties and to fight for the national cake mm -hmm. then we change that dynamic whereby we have actually people who represent us no taxation without representation these people will go there to represent the wishes of the the people in the counties okay. we need to change that governance structure and the best way to for that to gain momentum actually is for this finance bill to pass as it is in parliament mm. we shall not continue talking okay yes. i i do feel though that when we look at uh, act again going back to lobbying you know <coughs> that for me in order for the results of lobbying to be achieved or attained that that act of lobbying must be constant um the activism um must be constant it must be known to those who are in these positions that the people in general are not going to keep quiet once they're satisfied by just a little bite of the carrot that it must be a situation that continually keeps them on their toes in the very beginning mutemi you spoke and you said that almost as though you don't have confidence in parliament this comes before parliament today this finance bill they're going to talk about they're going to discuss this then they will vote on it you know in time we are almost saying that we don't have confidence and we've talked about corruption that some of the issues that are even surrounding this finance bill are not even issues to do with the brick and mortar of the bill but it's the issues that you know are around it corruption impunity the theft of public resources that has happened over time that are basically taking food out of the not plates out of the mouths of kenyans before it goes down <laughs> but i'm not even saying that we're not taking leaders seriously leaders are not taking kenyans seriously because the constant push to have them be accountable does not exist in my opinion that it's there's a finance bill then we make a lot of noise then we go and sit down then something else comes up then we make a lot of noise then we sit down it has to be constant in order for it to achieve something but they know that maybe some noise will happen and then after some time there will be silence what do you think about that's a, that's a very powerful point is what is what you call democracy thrives uh, when you have what is called eternal vigilance mm. um and uh, the nature human nature calls for <coughs> us to have eternal vigilance um and remember the conversation we had last time and and, and what i started with um we have what you call a co um you know an extractive colonial state basically capitalism mm. um and what it does is that it keeps uh, the people impoverished so that you can have a labor of pool uh, a cheap labor, uh, pool of labor you know sorry a uh, pool of labor mm. so you're talking about people who when a packet of unga is going for 250 uh, cannot even earn 250 shillings in a day so it becomes a challenge for the ordinary person to keep that vigilance because they have to survive it's survival for the fittest um and 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 that is why ngos exist but even ngos uh right now uh, we are talking about um a period where even those who have been funding uh ngos and especially the foreigners who have been funding us are tired of funding 
because uh, that money comes from the ordinary wanjiko in britain or in the uk i mean us or wherever yeah. and even them they are facing their own challenges um in fact part of um, uh, the work that i'm doing right now is to try and find ways to uh, to fundraise locally to get kenyans the other day i was in masabit um and i was i was trying to mobilize a few of my friends uh, to to support 30 families for three months mm. uh, at 12,000 shillings a month but why are we doing that why should we be doing that in a country that at independence said you know uh, those are some of the things that are supposed to be addressed those are basics mm. um, uh, food is a basic um, housing shelter should be basic yet uh, our people cannot even afford it. for example right now a lot of the these protests um i've seen something different uh, on tiktok right now because uh, kenyans are asking even baba where are you call those mandamanos now but there's something very rare uh, most of the time ngos have to uh, give this uh, the people the protesters uh, what is called transport reimbursement and basically transport reimbursement is saying okay today you've not gone to earn to look for that 200 bob yeah. that uh, that you used to feed your family mm. so just get this because you've come but you know that situation is also not sustainable where is yeah. that money coming from yeah um but what this government is pushing us to if you if uh, tiktok is anything to go by is that uh, now you don't need to even give anybody transport reimbursement we just come. need to be much willingly more organized. March. they will come they will come in march and and that is the the situation personally i can tell you uh as someone who's a, a, as a middle class person i've been trying to avoid but we've been trying to ask it's, for you know it, it's today that we will see whether indeed you know people are just willingly going to come out right. and participate in a demonstration mm. if your demonstration today is able to mobilize people who have heard about it who've seen the social media flyers going around and they willingly come out mm. to join you in the demonstration in a march because mm. it's a march it's not if people come out then we can say okay yeah there's a shift here there's mm -hmm. a change there's mm -hmm. a how people react mm -hmm. but i want to come back to the question look mutemi this is june the financial year ends at the end of this month mm -hmm. a new financial year begins next month mm -hmm. the finance bill must be law by the end of this month so then the government is able to know how it's raising the revenues for the next budget so as we all say you know we are opposed to the finance bill are we opposing the bill in its entirety <coughs> excuse me are we opposing sections of the bill <coughs> are we saying what we want to see instead how we want to finance government operations in the next financial year is that what we are having we'll be having a conversation with the deputy minority leader at 9 a.m today and of course we've heard as you are saying we are going to reject this bill the so what question comes in and then what i think i think so you want to yeah. say no to the finance bill and then what eric um i think the, it's been you know kenyans have been very vocal about the sections of the bill mm -hmm. that they want amended but the thing is there's already a finance act in place government is not going to collapse because we don't pass this <laughs> uh, what actually we are passing the proposed bill is an amendment to the finance act yeah so already the taxation will continue based on on the existing on law. the existing law mm -hmm. so it's not uh, you know these are there are people are saying government is going to collapse if we don't pass the finance bill and all that it's not going to government is going to go those laws the taxation will continue what we are opposed to are the punitive you know violative um you know how do you tax 
insurance benefits surely in a country where um even that you know uh, even getting paid for you know those benefits are very hard to come by uh, for insurance how do you even target that how do you sit down and say okay what are you going to tax what's here insurance <laughs> benefits like what kind of insidiousness is that 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 level or or baby formula and what has gotten that's what we, the elephant in the room let's address what has gotten us there uh, president ruto came in and said we're going to uh, the previous uh, budget you're going to reduce it by by 300 billion what do they do they increased by 600 billion so where is the honesty if you talk about being like singapore where is the you know, you know like show us show if you had if you had, in fact if this government had shown us in the last eight months that they've been in power that they are honest that they are these actually attempts to reduce the wastage then we'd having, be having a very different conversation right now. If I were to look at uh, politicians and those in leadership and look at them as individuals who mirror what we as Kenyans actually are, then I would say that even when we say we're having an honest conversation, we are not. Because, yes, from everything that one reads and one hears, this finance bill is atrocious and they'd like to do away with it. You and your groupings have come up with what you see as a solution and you have suggested. Yet, this very same constitution allows the citizens to kick out leaders they don't want. Whether it's an MCA, whether it's an MP, we only know of governors because of what we've seen. Now, surely, even as we go through this painful process of trying to enact what we know could work, The one action that would get people thinking seriously is if they knew they would lose their jobs. So long as members of parliament know they are five years, irrespective of what they do, how they vote, what they do. Do you really honestly think, Putemi, that they will actually be bothered by what we think or what we do? That's again another, that's why I love this show, you know, a very powerful point. Uh, we have um a recall clause in our in, our, do. Uh, in our laws and that recall clause was designed i think by the 10th parliament mm -hmm. yes. to not work yes because it says um i remember mother Caro was a minister for justice then <laughs> um and she's my cousin I, I i'm calling her out um that it requires you cannot recall somebody if they've not been in parliament for two and a half years and then you cannot recall them if they've if we are one year to the to the next election <laughs> so what that does uh, in this what, what very lit litigant uh, society is that you can basically not recall anybody <laughs> you know you cannot that that law is actually designed to fail which is why kongamala mapinduzi and other organizations are organizing a referendum to reorganize some of these laws um kongamala mapinduzi hopefully um we are we are mobilizing kenyans and hopefully we want to uh, register a political party within two or three years one of the things we want for that political party that is truly bottom up is that you sign an affidavit if you're going to be nominated to be a candidate in any office you go and swear before you know uh, a competent uh, uh, officer of the law mm. 
that you're, you're being sent to go and represent X, Y, Z. We are calling it Kiapo. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, regardless of the what the the recall clause says, we can withdraw that support. Mm -hmm. And once you withdraw that support, you lose your seat because you've already committed to it at a personal level. So, so like a social contract. It's a social contract with mm -hmm. the people. So you've pointed out to the to the to the gaps that we have and uh, again we can't continue talking mm. and asking and begging our mps to do this so that's why we are saying congressional mapindu is actually about what can we really do because you can see the patterns of the last Tim, uh, uh, 60 when, years, when 60 ford years. when ford was formed the principles that guided the formation were even stronger than the ones you're uttering mm. now mm. and when you look at the body of individuals who are there who had suffered under the Mui regime and what they stood for then what did we see and you know what happened <laughs> they were bought one by one they were bought out what we have um and i can i can confidently say this about Pinduzi, is that you know part of the, the 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 challenge you have actually even the the civil society space is that it's not we are not saints there are issues the human beings the human beings are not saints. so mm. what we've learned uh, from our elders and from the failures of uh, the people who've organized before us is that uh, let's put systems in place let's put systems in place to hold each other to account mm -hmm. um, if you see the fights the biggest fights that uh, have come from the last Uhuru's regime and this regime are against the so-called independent institutions why because these independent institutions should they work means that uh, that that 700 billion that we lose every year is going to be at least reduced we mm. can't we can't eat as much as we want mm. yeah if you look at uh, the the proposed amendment to the corruption law mm. there there's a there's an mp who i don't know why he would even try to pass that at this time when kenyans are talk, uh, discussing the finance bill that kind of allows reduces the offense uh, though if you're involved in procurement whatever designing a procurement law that still i don't know the fine is being reduced to ten thousand shillings so basically they are telling us they want us to to be able to loot to continue the extraction the, the you know the the the, the it's called what the, the colonial <laughs> extractive Mutabi, the thing that the thing that concerns me Every time I listen to you, I do not doubt that you are sincere. I do not doubt. I do not doubt you mean what you say. But the underlying rot is that we have very many people in the space that you occupy who say exactly the same things that you say. But when push doesn't even it doesn't even get to shove. <laughs> it just starts at push and suddenly you're wondering what happened because if indeed this conga manu the magiuzi the difference the difference is uh, i, I like is reform yes Mapinduzi is a revolution yes so we're not calling for reform anymore you're calling for revolution for the whole thing yes yes yeah. you see in all sincerity don't you think that if the people you are now congregating with and talking with or a mind similar to yours that a lot more would have happened by now i that's a that's a that's a, a, a very good point um and the attribution also in the struggle 
um, is, 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 is a very serious issue because it's very hard to continue struggling, especially in this very thankless country where, where even the <laughs> people this, you're working for are the ones who fight you. With these thankless people. <laughs> <laughs> are fighting you, you know, um, and you have bills to pay. You have a life to live. So mm. it's not uh, easy and um, I, don't, I don't actually uh, blame anybody who, who decides, no, I cannot do this anymore. Because um, one of my mentors in organizing, Scott Solalinsky, I think I've quoted him before, says you organize in the world as it is, as you organize towards the world as it should be. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we are in a society that is the way it is, it's corrupt, uh, it's debilitating, living every day is a struggle. So you have to realize, and that's why it takes time. That's why, but there are people who are committed. I can tell you this, uh, for example, because we've been organizing with them for the last three years. Kongamano mm -hmm. Mageuzi uh, is how we started. Mm -hmm. People got tired and stepped. We were infiltrated. Other steps aside, fell aside. <laughs> we went back and and uh, and and, uh, regrouped. and regrouped. And we are moving. And that's not to say some of us will not fall by the wayside. Yeah. But we have, it's as Ndu said, eternal vigilance. We have to continue organizing. But the, the, the difference with Kongamano, this is again from uh, what you've learned mm. from our elders, people like uh, CJ Emeritus, William Tunga, mm. people like John Gidongo, people like Maina Kiai who come. And they said what they did not do is that they did not seek the political kingdom. So Kongamara Mapinduzi is not a social movement, it's a political movement. We are mm. organizing to take over politics in the next 10, 15, 20 years. And we're organizing long term. Not we're not reacting to the usual electoral cycles. Mm. Um because it's a long game. So we are we are playing the long game. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'm sure Ruto and Gashagwa should not be threatened by Kongamano because uh, <laughs> unless they decide to change the constitution to continue uh, you know to, to remove term limits, mm. they will not be our target. Our target is uh, 2032 can we fail candidates in every office mm. who are pro people okay yeah. well, tell me thank you very much for joining us today how about that you made it to the end of today's podcast you clearly ooze stamina guess what just hit subscribe at standard media podcast apple podcast google podcast spotify or wherever else you get your podcast from our podcasts drop daily from me and the team catch you next time bye-bye <music>